Well, hi there. Welcome to another edition of Central Indiana Today with me, your host, Shane Ray. Interesting show today. Why? Because we get to reconnect with our good friend, Amy Scott. Of course, you remember her from being on the radio on Saturday mornings, or you may just know her from uh, the library right here in Brownsburg. But we're going to catch up with her and see what's going on at the library this year. And we're going to be talking with the uh, new WYRZ intern. His name is Cam Scoble. And uh, you haven't heard a whole lot from him on the air yet, but you will. And finally, we're going to be talking with Whitney Parker. She's going to be talking about uh, what is going on with Hendricks County Girl Scouts. And don't forget those uh, Girl Scout cookies. Yes, that is uh, one of the subjects of uh, our conversation. So you keep it right here on 98.9 FM. And online at WYRZ.org for Central Indiana Today. Central Indiana Today. Shane Ray talks with the newsmakers in and around Hendricks County. And now your host, Shane Ray. Welcome to another edition of Central Indiana Today. Uh, my guest is in studio. We have so many phone guests, and we're going to have one uh, after you're on here, Amy. But uh, nice to have someone in the studio with us, and that is Miss Amy Scott of the Brownsburg Public Library. How are you, Amy? I'm good, and I'm glad to be back in studio. I like it here. You guys have fun stuff. We didn't kick you out. That was your choice. <laughs> that is true. That is and true. as I always say, the door is open when you're ready to come back. Of course, your time slot's been filled, and your, your show will be on at 1 a.m. Oh, well, you know. I'm sure there are a lot of people up then that will, or they will set their alarms just you, to listen. You are kidding, but I guarantee you. They are out there. We get them every now and then. I'll get an email at 1 a.m. saying, what was that song that just played? Yes. And, uh, you know, it's like I see it the next day. Uh-huh. I was sleeping. I'll have to look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, of course, uh, just a reminder, as uh, you were a volunteer for, what, two years anyway? Three. Maybe three. Three, I think. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. You were the Saturday morning gal. I was. Miss Amy... Uh, Amy Thomas at the time, then became yes. Amy Scott. Yes. And uh, now you've gone back to full-time at the library. Uh, yeah. You're not volunteering at another radio station, right? <laughs> I would feel heartbroken. No, because there's no place like here. Yes, WYRZ. Exactly. I couldn't recreate this magic. WYRZ. Yeah, that's I right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Tell us uh, how – let's back up a little because oh uh, the pandemic – is I don't depending on who you talk to, some say it's over, some say it's winding down, mm -hmm. some say it's still going strong. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of depends on which side of the aisle you're on, but yes, I would agree. <laughs> but how did you guys handle the pandemic? I mean, because at first, you know, it was masks up, everybody stay home. And don't show your face around here kind of yeah. thing. So what did you guys do? Did you have to close down for a while? We had a very brief closure. Um, but I would say that our, whenever I think of our director, I think of that British slogan during World War II of keep calm and carry on. And mm -hmm. that's really what we did. She very much let us, you know, uh, we would 
be, you know, put in safety measures into place, but we kept moving forward. So as of July of 2020, we were back pretty much every, everything opened up again. We still had some limitations with programs and meeting rooms, but everything else was back. Operating hours were on again. And so we've been pretty, I would say air quotes normal. Um, <laughs> there's still a few things here or there, but for the most part, we're, we're pretty much the buildings open. We're open and yeah. ready for people to come back. Now, so, uh, in the case, I believe we've talked before, you, uh, guys are part of a, for lack of a better way of saying it, a network where you can communicate with other libraries and things like that. Uh, was there some, uh, conferencing, uh, exchanging of ideas of how are you guys handling this? We don't know what to do, that kind of thing. A little bit. Um, of course, you know, in the professional organizations, there was a lot of chatter and a lot of it was just unique to the community as well as kind of your building setup. If you think about, you know, had we still been in the old Carnegie building, mm. that's tight space. Yeah. So for us, we've been really blessed with this huge 50,000 plus square foot building where people can really spread out and I think feel a little bit more comfortable in being inside. Uh, so that's made a difference for us, I think. Were you... Did you work in the Carnegie building? Were you, have you been there I that long? I did not. Okay. No. Our director did. Who is? Well, Denise Robinson. Uh -huh. She actually started as a page. And I, I don't know that she worked in that building, but she remembers going there. Page in a book there? Yeah. <laughs> for, for those non-library you know folk, it's page Shelby. Page 12 is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a librarian term, I know. So, uh, Shelver. She started gotcha. out. So she was a young pup when we recruited her. Gotcha. So she's been there a while. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about, of course, like you said, things are back to normal. Uh, is there winter hours? No, we have always kind of taken the stance that we don't want to switch up hours because we find it confusing for people. So we just try to stay the course throughout the year, same hours. Gotcha. So. All yeah. right. Well, tell us what uh, is going on for the year 2022 oh, wow. at the Brownsburg Public Library. You want to talk year. Well, <laughs> we did. We were a recipient of some grant funds, and we also were given a nice gift from Thomas A. Case, who is a resident here in town. Oh. And he thought of the library. He enjoyed the library, came every single day. I got walked. a box of candy. What did you get? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> He was very, very generous with the library. So okay. we've financially, been able to, financially, yes. Well, Mr. Case, yes. we uh, we enjoyed our candy. Yes, yes. <laughs> just remember that. So I, I'm sorry. just kidding. For all those out there, I don't know who Mr. Case is. I'm, but he, he did come into the library a lot. And so we've been able to use a little bit of uh, his funding to do some different projects. Nice. For 2022, we're going to use a little chunk of his money along with some grant funds. We're planning a story walk on property. Mm -hmm. So the end of 2021, we had a walking path installed around the building with Mr. K's funds. And so it's a quarter mile. So if you walk it four times, you get a mile in wow. around the library, which is kind of fun. Very good. But we're actually going to put a story walk in like we have in our Buckle Acres with the parks. So um, if you're familiar, if anybody's done that loop before, it's a quarter mile loop too. And you just walk along. There's a post every few feet. And after you complete the pat, the whole loop, then you've read a story. So hmm. we're going to do that around our building as well. We've got a solar workstation coming that will allow people to work outside. It's got 
plugs in it, outlets, oh, okay. and then we have Wi-Fi that stretches outside the building so people can work outside during nice weather. Not now. Right. <laughs> Not a good idea. <laughs> Not now. Uh, we're also, along with that grant, going to be purchasing some Chromebooks and hotspots so people can actually take those, check them out, and take them outside the building. Hmm. We offer both those items now, uh, but with the laptops, they're in-house only currently, so... Again, a lot of this was pandemic driven in the sense of what can we do outside mm-hmm. of our building? What can we offer to the community? So I wanted a book bike really badly, but we've tabled that for now. I see. But it isn't dead. I, I may still find a way. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful for all those listening. <laughs> for all of those who want us to bring a book bike to your neighborhood, I'm working on it. Okay. <laughs> What else is going on? Uh, anything special that you can't wait to get into? Um, oh my goodness! I mean, are you looking forward to the summer series of programs? That are we? Do we have some returning programs? Do you think? I yeah. I mean, I think we are working towards full capacity in our programming again, and definitely, I think summer will look more like it has in the past, mm-hmm. not as virtual so to speak. We've definitely reduced the number of virtual programs that we're doing a lot more in-house. So if you look at our calendar now, you'll see all the itty-bitty programs back and school age. Um, so we're we're definitely built back up in that area again, too. Um, but we do have winter reading coming up for mm. the grown-ups. Ah. So kiddos get the summer, the grown-ups get the winter. Mm-hmm. But hey, it's a good time. I mean, you think about snow, mm-hmm. what do you do? How about some reading? Yeah. So that's going to actually start next Monday. Hmm. And people can earn some pretty nice prizes by just reading. So by just reading? By just reading. Now, and what if do they you're need already to doing do it. if uh, they want to try to win one of these prizes? If they log into, and we'll have it on our website too, but it, there's a link, uh, bieberglibrary.beanstack.org. So it's all online. And you'll just track reading. You can earn badges. And every time you get a badge, not only can you brag about that to your friends on social media, tell them how smart you are, you can also get a piece of chocolate, which is always a nice little boost Mm -hmm. during this time of year. And then you'll get a raffle ticket. And the raffle tickets are what gain you entry into the grand prizes that we have. So it's a fun, fun way to kind of Take your reading and do something a little extra with it. Yeah, get a little reward. Get a little reward. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I just this past weekend visited the library. I heard about that. Did you? Yes. Must have been the talk of the they, town. They alert me every time you come into the building. <laughs> They're like, Shane was here. God bless you. <laughs> uh, you know, the, when I was a kid, you used to check records out. Mm-hmm. And uh, other, you know, like uh, projectors. Yes. That kind of stuff. Yes. And then as times changed, you could uh, rent videotapes mm-hmm. and then um, CDs. Mm-hmm. And now, it, as far as equipment goes, <clears throat> excuse me, you can still check out. Now, here's what I'll give you the story. My <laughs> wife and I were cleaning a bunch of junk, uh-huh. came across a stack of floppy disks and all we had was just written in pencil pictures, or Aww. in my case, I had Beatles mm-hmm. written on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, we were like, "Did we save these on anything else? <laughs> How do we?" And of course, no computer anymore has that, has drive. that drive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we went to the library, 
we tried, uh, we checked one out, mm-hmm. which uh, allowed us a night to take it home, plug it in our computer, transfer a lot of pictures that we didn't know about or had forgotten about. Uh, and of course, a lot of junk that we had no use for. But, <laughs> Why did we save this? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it was like, if we had just thrown them away, we would have thought, oh, man, did we need that? So uh, now they're all trash, but that's yes. because we were able to transfer them over thanks to the Brownsburg Public Library. Aww. So um, we really appreciate that service. It's a It was an external mm-hmm. drive, mm-hmm. the old floppy disk, and I just took it home, plugged it into the USB. It's good to go. Awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. And that you still that's have, a good story. You still good have uh, the ability to tra- uh, digitize pictures. Uh, we do. We also have the slide machine as well. So if you've got old slides, you can scan those in on one of our machines and, and you know, convert those to usable sure. picture format. And the same thing. Yeah, I, I've been working on that myself. I have boxes of photos with the photo scanner that I've been trying to digitize in my spare time too so okay <laughs> but i'm glad you guys got those that's awesome yeah yeah it was it was nice to see and I, it, it was a, a personal story on there was like my best friend growing up his oh. wedding oh my goodness and i sent him i, I took my phone <laughs> i took a picture of the screen of the you know the monitor and i mm-hmm. said hey look what i found and i uh in the pictures was a mutual friend of ours who had literally passed away within the last month. And then also his father who is gone now. And I said, man, can you believe I found these? And he said, send those to me. I really would appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's next on my list of things to do. And it's all because of the Brownsburg Public Library. Well, yay. I'm glad we could help. That's what we try to do. And if we don't have something that you need, we try to to locate it for you. So Yeah, point people in the right direction. Absolutely. That's what we do. Uh, Is there anything else on your your bag of tricks over there (laughs) we need to know about? Uh, We just have a couple other programs I thought I'd mention. Uh, Our teens are going to do Palentine's Day. So you're always at that fun age where Valentine's Day seems like such a sort of big deal when you're a kid. And if you don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend, you feel maybe a little weird. I don't know. I did, but that's me. (laughs) Um, So they're doing a Valentine's Day party. So grab a pal, have a party. They're going to be doing a friend's version of Valentine's Day, crafts food. Hmm. So it'll be fun. That's on February 8th at 6th. And then the Butterfly Garden Program is coming up, which I think is a really nice thing to think about right now because, again, snow. Um, (laughs) But Coletta Casiba is a master gardener here in Brownsburg, and she's amazingly knowledgeable. And she's going to be doing a program on how to set up a butterfly garden at your house. So that's February 15th at 630 And the only other thing I was going to mention is we do have two databases that we brought back. Uh, legal forms. Oh. So if you need a, you know, power of attorney or you, my husband and I need to set up a will. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that yeah. is out there that you can DIY and we do offer a free notary service. So if you set it up, you can bring it to us and we'll notarize it. Hmm. And then Chilton's is the other thing we brought back. So car repairs. Yeah. Um, I always tell the story. I remember being a kid growing up, not having a ton of money at the time. And mm-hmm. inevitably, Sunday night, my dad would be working on a car for mm-hmm. Monday morning. Yes. And uh, if he had access to something like this, that would have been awesome. Yeah. It would have been very helpful. So I, I do like that database as well. Yeah. Useful. They're practical databases. I always, when I would buy a car as growing up, 
one of the first things I would purchase if I, and of course, never had a new car, usually didn't have a car that was less than 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And first thing I would do is go to the local auto parts store. I won't say which one. I don't <laughs> want to show any favoritism. But, you know, go and buy the Chilton book for that particular car. Because yep. I knew, same situation. You don't know how many times on a Sunday morning I would start trying to fix something that was going bad on it. Mm-hmm. And by Sunday night, I'm working by flashlight, still trying to figure yep. out... You know, because this has got to get me to work or whatever the next right. day. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that's great that you have that program because that sure would have made things a lot easier and less expensive for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, both of them, you just log in with your library card and it's on our website. So, I think I still yeah. kept all, after, after the cars were gone, I kept the book. So, anyone <laughs> who needs, you know, a Chilton book for a 79 Mustang, are know, they covered in grease? Oh, grease and yeah. creased and. <laughs> You know, dog-eared. It's like, oh, this is the one I keep coming back to. We actually used to circulate them, and it was funny because you would pull them off the shelf, and they would just be covered in muck, you know, Yeah. because you're using them exactly. dirty work. So. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Now, folks want more information about the Public Library website. Bieberglibrary.net, or you can also use your favorite search engine and find us. Mm-hmm. And if they just want to call, they need to talk to somebody. <laughs> what are they going to do? 317-852-3167. And simply refuse to talk to anyone but Amy Scott, right? <laughs> That's right. Just no, ask no, for no. Amy. <laughs> the place is full of helpful people. It is. Yeah, we have a great staff. Yeah. We're very lucky. All right. Amy Scott, she's with the Brownsburg Public Library. If you missed any information, you can give me a call here at the radio station, 317-852-1610. If I don't know the answer, I'll get you in touch with Amy, and she'll help you out ASAP, right? Sure will. All right, Amy. Thanks for being our guest today. Thank you, Shane. Now, you just heard the interview that I did with Miss Amy Scott of the Brownsburg Public Library. What I failed to mention during that interview, I wanted, I meant to say it at the end and I, and I forgot, is that the audio for that interview was being uh, engineered, run, whatever you want to call it, by our new intern here at WYRZ. He's the first intern we've had really since the pandemic started back in 2020, and uh, he... Uh, is a high school student, which we'll get into all of that in just a bit. But his name is Cam Scoble. Did I say that right? Yes. How's Cam today? I'm pretty good. That's good. Glad to hear it. Uh, let's get uh, everyone a chance to get to know you a little bit more. Where are you from? Uh, Lebanon. I go to Lebanon High School as well. So Okay. Senior? Junior? Freshman? I am a senior, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which I knew the answer, but uh, for the folks at home. What do you like to do there uh, at the high school, or what have you done? What are some of your extracurricular activities? Well, I play soccer, but obviously senior year, so I'm going off to college to do that. But this year I was thinking about playing basketball, but decided not to. So now it's just... You know, hanging out with friends, doing everything everybody likes to do during the high school days, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, we do a little bit in the radio here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, now, uh, as we were have talked already, you not specifically interested in radio, but a little more broader. You're more interested in media, correct? Yeah. Is there anything specific that uh, catches your attention? Is it social media? Is it TV? Is it radio? Is it, uh, or what is it that uh, you know you pay a lot of attention to? 
You know, I'm not really sure, but I just wanted to give like not everything a try, but at least start out with giving this a try and see if I like that and see if I still want to, I guess, I don't know. Pursue it? Pursue, yeah. Yeah. Um, You never know, being into soccer, you may wind up being uh, into social media for sports or soccer or even being one of those guys who calls the game. Once you get a taste of this, you may come out of this and say, this is cool. I think I... I think I can do this. And so uh, we may see you on ESPN or something like that. Someday. Maybe. Never know. But now you uh, will also be the host of the Intern Hour, which, we, as I said, we haven't had for a while. We've already done some training with you, and uh, we're not exactly sure when your air date is going to be, especially with weather yeah. the way it is. You can't come in when there's no school, or and you're coming from up in Lebanon sometimes yeah. – uh, even when there is school, the weather's still not going to be cooperative. But um, are you looking forward to uh, hearing yourself on the radio for an, uh, an hour or so a week? Yeah, I mean, it's fun recording. I, I do enjoy that. So hearing, I mean, I don't think anybody likes to hear theirself, but I mean, right. I, I'm, I'm assuming you get used to it. Yeah. You do because you don't have a choice. Yeah. You've got to go back and critique yourself. And, uh, you, you know, when I hear myself, all I hear is the hillbilly who's uh, uh, talking on the radio up here north of the Mason-Dixon line. But, uh, you know, everyone else says, oh, you sound great on the radio. And I think, well, all I hear is the flaws. And so that's the way you'll be as well. It's yeah. like... Uh, you know, uh, do you have certain things about your voice? Some people say, oh, I sound way too nasally or uh, I sound like I have this. In my case, I say I have too much of an accent. Uh, is there anything that you think of when you hear yourself? You're like, oh, I hate that part. No, but I'm sure I'll find some doing this. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> you, literally, as we uh, for the folks at home, we have only had one real uh, training session with yeah. you on the radio and it, it didn't go out over the air but uh so you really haven't had a chance to start critiquing yourself no. but it's coming <laughs> <laughs> and then today was your first time uh to sit on the audio engineer side and uh you got to uh, use the software while i interviewed amy uh was that fun to uh, know that you could totally ruin our lives by uh throwing the sound down and all that yeah a lot of power in my hand <laughs> Exactly. Lots of power. Okay. Well, Cam is going to, we'll check in with him a little bit later on in the school year and uh, you'll be um, uh, be on the intern hour soon. We'll try to let everyone know. But in the meantime, Cam from uh, Lebanon High School yep. uh, is our intern right now and uh, be looking for him on social media as well. Cam, thanks for talking with us. No problem. Coming up next, it's Whitney Parker of Hendricks County Girl Scouts. Now, they are this week's nonprofit spotlight, and that is underwritten by the Republican newspaper. Finding out what your town council, school board, or county commissioners are up to can be accomplished with the Republican newspaper in Danville. Started in 1847, they've been providing local news, sports, features, and more. Subscribing to the paper is possible by calling 317-745-2777, and they can be followed on Facebook by searching for The Republican. Well, as I told you, I have her on the phone Whitney Parker. She is the campaign manager for Girl Scouts in Hendricks County and also, is it Pike, you said? Yeah, yeah, it was Pike. 
Okay, wonderful. It's Miss Whitney Parker, and she is with us on the phone to talk about everyone's favorite subject. If it's not yours, I know it's one of mine, Girl Scout cookies. But there's also a lot more to that. We're going to get into that in just a bit. First off, how is Whitney today? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, we are glad to have you. Glad to have you here on the radio station. Well, let's talk for a little bit about Girl Scouts and you. First off, are you from this area? I actually am not. I um, grew up in Illinois, but a little bit of a fun fact about me is Girl Scouts is my passion. I did it as a girl, um, actually went first through 12th grade and then became a volunteer. And growing up, I always said one of my ultimate careers would be to work for Girl Scouts and happened to have a job here in Indianapolis working at a daycare and a position opened at Girl Scouts of Central Indiana, and I was hired, and I actually am getting ready to celebrate seven years with Girl Scouts of Central Indiana. So um, not from Hendrix, but I'm learning a lot about it. I've actually been covering um, the Hendrix area for the last two years, and I love the area a lot. Wonderful. Now, tell us, you know, starting as a young girl and then uh, becoming a woman, what did you learn about Girl Scouts? Why was it good for you? Or if someone was to say, why should I join Girl Scouts? What would you say? Oh, that is such a great question. So I always tell the story that um, I'm an only child. So really, it helped me become more social. Um, I learned how to become an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and work in just different aspects of life. And I, um, I learned a lot of life skills. I will never forget one of my favorite things that we did was growing up as a kid, my dad would be involved. And so like he, I remember him teaching us car things and you just learn a lot about life, but you also take those friendships that you make in that time period all the way through your life. And I actually got to travel. And so Girl Scouts just offer, gives great opportunities for girls to just grow and become who they truly want to be. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, Girl Scouts in Hendricks County. Now, uh, as uh, as I said, you're the campaign manager for Girl Scouts. That involves not only telling as many people as you can about Girl Scouts, but uh, also working on uh, getting membership up. Is that right? Yeah. So that's like the main part of my job is um, I work with the schools and I work with our volunteers and I support them and yeah, so Hendricks County is blooming the last year or so with new girls, and um, it's just been a great opportunity. So that's really the main focus that I have sometimes is, especially in the beginning part of the school year, mm-hmm. is um, really growing our membership. And we've seen it grow, and more and more people are starting to join again, especially after, I mean, I know we're still in a pandemic, but people are really starting to come back out of that being away from things. So it's really exciting. And I really enjoy seeing more girls become involved. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, my own personal story, my sister was a Girl Scout for a few years. And I remember she used to love it going to the meetings uh, back then, you know, learning the crafts. And uh, then when cookie time came around, of course, my family bought our share of boxes and we bought our share of tagalongs and uh, uh, whatever else we could get you know we were quite into them now that's also a big fundraiser for the girl scouts i assume still and it is cookie season right correct it is and we actually um, been doing it for a few weeks just paper orders and online and um, actually 
over the next few days, um, we're really excited. The girls will start getting cookies in hand. Fingers crossed with, you know, the snow coming. Yeah. Um, so we may be pushed back a few days. But, um, yeah, it's our it's one of our biggest fundraisers that we do every year um, besides our fall product, which happened um, in the fall. But we're really excited for the cookie season, and we can't wait to see. We've We've sold quite a bit so far, so that's really exciting. Now, back in the day, as they say, back like, uh, well, I mean, I think there was even a famous Brady Bunch episode where uh, whoever sold the most cookies got, uh, you know, got prizes or trips or something like that. Does that kind of stuff still go on? Oh, yes, absolutely. That's probably one of the girls' favorite things. Um, This year, our theme is actually... um, climb with courage and it's around koalas so every year we get like a mascot and so um a lot i have some girls that are working towards um our big trip which they can either take as a mommy and me or the other one is a older girl trip and they're going to hawaii Hmm. and i i pretty sure it's over two thousand boxes um that they have to sell wow now uh (laughs) there are lots of choices out there when it comes to yes. selling these cookies, is there anything new this year we can look forward to in the cookies? Yes, absolutely. So we have a new cookie called the Adventure Bowl. Um, it is a, it's actually through both bakers that we have. So um, we have Little Brownie and ABC Bakery. Um, and so we are from Little Brownie um, is the baker that we use. And the Adventure Bowls are, they're, they're delicious. So they're, if you like a brownie, with um, like a chocolate and it has caramel and sea salt, definitely for you. It's it's a really good cookie. Okay, um, you know when I was growing up, like I said, uh, like the ones we would buy, there were I had the tagalongs, I had the thin mints, and uh, what was the one with the caramel? Uh, not caramel, the uh, coconut sprinkled on top um, with the stripes. Is it dozy dose? That sounds right. Yeah. yeah, that sounds because I thought yeah. sounds like a, a, a square dance, but yeah, it's uh, something like that. We got some of those. My dad was the big coconut guy, and oh, yeah. um, and then what? What was the? I guess like a shortbread, just a plain shortbread or yeah. something, wasn't there? Yeah, trefoils. So they're another one of our top sellers besides cinnamon. Yeah, I guess that's being a top seller, I guess, because it just appeals to everyone. And if you want to put yeah. something on it, peanut butter or whatever the case may be, jelly or whatever makes you happy, I guess you can put on there. So it's kind of like vanilla ice cream is the most popular ice cream because people can just turn it into whatever they want. But. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, actually, when you talk about that, because one of the things um, in Hendricks County um, that some of our um, girls did this past couple weekends as they do a cookie rally to get them really excited about what's going on. And um, they actually um, take our cookies and make an edible whatever they want. Oh. So it's kind of funny. Some of them were very interesting, but the girls <laughs> enjoy it. And it's awesome to watch their creativity using how can we use these cookies. Yeah, I like your diplomatic description there. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, it's kind of like when I would cook for the family and my parents would say, oh, mm, very interesting. But, I mean, they did great. And, you know, um, you know, our, our age range and I get, we get this question a lot, like how, 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 how old is our youngest? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we start in kindergarten. So they're really, 
you know, they've not really had a lot of life experience with cooking and stuff like that. And right. So those are the ones that I enjoy because you do get the more creative. They some are edible, you know, but it's the thought process and the creativity that really wins your heart. Yeah, exactly. All right, now if folks want to, uh, if they don't know a Girl Scout. Uh, personally or something like that, and they want to get some cookies. First off, I would say, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you know someone who's a Girl Scout, definitely buy cookies from them. But uh, if not, what can someone who doesn't know a Girl Scout, and they but they want some cookies, what do they need to do? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a couple different options. You know, the first one being if you know a girl, please ask them. Um, they all have, like, digital cookie links that you can order from online. Um, and as I said, um, some of them will start having cookies in hand over the next week. Um, the other option is you can go to our, our website, which is www.girlscoutsindiana.org backslash cookies. And you can actually look at our website and put in a zip code, and it will tell you where our local cookie booths are going to be throughout the next few weeks. So that's great. Um, we have several cookie booths that will actually start um, some of them may start this weekend, but for sure that following weekend, um, kind of Valentine's Day, um, I know I have a lot in Hendricks County that are set that weekend. Um, so you can actually do that. Those are the two ways. Um, and then if you're kind of closer to the west side, um, I'm not for sure how far they'll go into Brownsburg area, but like on this kind of the side, we actually have partnered with DoorDash. Hmm. So you'll be able to use DoorDash as well to get cookies here in a few weeks. Okay. And if folks want uh, more information about Girl Scouts, maybe joining Girl Scouts or just Girl Scouts in general, uh, what do they need to do? Yeah, so very simple. You can go to our website, um, which again is www.girlscoutsindiana.org. And there's a lot of information on there, but there's also a contact um, form that you can fill out and that will automatically send to our customer care. And then they send it off to either myself or someone else who can get you in contact and we will start working on the process of registering your girl or we're always looking for volunteers um, to come help with this great movement. Okay, sounds good. Uh, if you missed any of that information, you can give me a call here at the radio station, 317-852-1610. If I don't know the answer, I will get you in touch with Whitney and she'll help you out ASAP, right? Yes, absolutely. All right, Whitney. Did we cover everything? I think we did. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Well, thank you for being our guest today. You've been listening to Central Indiana Today with your host, Shane Ray. 